0: Welcome to the third episode of the Volleyball Insiders Podcast. I'm your host, Nick St. Thomas. Um, Flying solo this week as Ori enjoys a much-needed vacation overseas. Uh, So Ori, we hope you're having a good time and and are able to get back safely. Uh, This week's episode is all about recruiting, and I'm very excited to share some of the insight we were able to get from Wildfire Recruiting Coordinator and CJV Club Coach Corey Zarubi. Um, as well as uh, Club Director Charlie Castillo from USA South, uh, located in Estero, Florida. Um, We asked them to share their overall experience with the recruiting process and how they've helped their athletes get to the next level, um, as well as some other questions surrounding the process um, and how clubs, coaches, parents all play a significant role in the process for prospective student athletes. Um, And here's what they had to say. You know, what has your overall experience been, you know, as a recruiting coordinator with the entire process? Um, You know, who are some athletes currently that you've worked with in the past that are now at the college level that you're excited about what they're doing uh, for their respective programs? Um, And then what are some of the expectations for, you know, kids who are just starting that process now in 2023? They're just starting their recruiting process to hopefully become one of those athletes that is playing at the next level. What are, what are your, just your overall experience and, and what are the expectations that you would like to share with those new prospective student athletes?
1: Um, I'll say, you know, we have a bunch, especially, you know, through Wildfire, a bunch of kids playing at the next level right now. Hope Passarello's up in Rhode Island. Uh, Gabby Gonzalez is at Ithaca. Danelli's over at. Uh, Florida Tech and and there's quite a few others and what I will say is the common denominator are is the the athletes involvement in the recruiting process and just them being educated on that process also so I guess two parts to that the ones that are at the next level doing it um, I feel we're very involved in their process and they were the ones that kind of took the reins to that. Um, and in talking to the athletes that haven't been recruited yet, and a lot of the other, the younger athletes, um, it's just so apparent, uh, that they just need more and more information and constant information. Um, so, you know, I, especially me taking over the recruiting coordinator role for wildfire, like that's, that's my goal. Um, Right now, I've been kind of focusing on our alumni that are at the next level, um, trying to get those younger kids to become fans of the next level and uh, fans of that potential of of playing there and being recruited. But again, in those conversations, they just they need more and more information.
2: Well, I think for us the number one priority always for kids looking to play at the next level is going to be exposure for us right and so we put an incredible amount of emphasis on making sure that we're going to events where there's going to be a lot of college coaches that are going to be able to get in front of our kids and see our kids right we also are the only club in southwest florida that puts on a recruiting showcase right here in our own facility so, you know, we do everything that we can to try to get our kids out in front of as many colleges as we can. You know, besides that, you know, we're incredibly fortunate again to have pretty much every university in Southwest Florida on our staff, right? We have the national championship coach from FSW and Thais Bazequedo Allen and her assistant Luis Rodriguez on staff. Uh we have Dana Axner and Kate Morrell from FGCU staff on our staff coaching our teams. Um, You know, we've uh, we've had Ave Maria University's coaches on our staff in the past, and we have a great relationship with those guys. So for us, it's really just more of a sense of community and trying to bring as many coaches into our facility and, you know, give the kids the exposure that they need all while helping them along the process. and, you know, being a resource for them as, as they go through it, you know, we're, we're constantly in communication with our kids about recruiting and, you know, checking in and, and making sure everything is is on track to for them to be able to meet the goals that they have.
0: You touched on, you know, your your staff essentially being well ingrained in the NCAA, NAIA, you know, coaching ranks. Um, you know, and I think that probably is the ultimate resource for you guys in terms of, you know, helping kids navigate the process. Um, could you touch on a little bit, you know, maybe how you've seen the process change based on whether a kid is, you know, in their freshman year or, you know, their sophomore year, what what kind of advice would, or even those kids who are, you know, late seniors who haven't committed yet and they're the ones stressing out during their 18s year, what are some of the things that those, you know, college coaches within your club are, are telling those kids in terms of their timeline and, and helping them go about the process and, and hopefully find somewhere for them?
2: Yeah, well, I think the the landscape of recruiting in general has changed so much over the last five years. Um, I really think heading into that COVID year, um, that kind of threw everything up on 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 its head, and then the the addition of the transfer portal in recent years, I think that's had a major effect on you know high school kids recruiting. Um, so you know, for us, I think like a lot of clubs, we are constantly trying to stay up to date with our college coaches that we have on staff as far as like, Hey, how do we position our kids um, to have the most opportunity? Um, and I think, you know, for, for our players, you know, some of the messages that we send out a lot are, are, Hey, it's um, you, you know, it, it's kind of like a batting average, right? Like you think about, you know, volleyball hitting average or a batting average in baseball. It's, you know, the best players in the world are failing seven out of 10 times. And they're still the best players in the world, you know, so, you know, just mentally preparing them for, hey, you're going to hear some no's. Um, but as long as, you know, you stay committed to to your path and, and what you feel is important to you and what you want to do in your future. I mean, most of the time you're going to find the home for you and, and you're going to go somewhere, even if it's, you know, you might get recruited at your 18s year. You might get recruited at your 17s year. You know, everybody, every child's uh, kind of path is a little bit different but, but we really do just try to keep them motivated and, um, and in communication with the coaches and and offer, you know, ourselves as resources as much as we can, because, you know, we, we've had, we've gone through it all, right? A a lot of the bigger schools nowadays are going to the portal. They're turning to the portal more than they are to freshman recruits coming in. Um, And that's, and that's okay. It's just the next, you know, evolving landscape of, of college recruiting. And, you know, for us, it's it's really about finding the right fit for our kids, right? Because, you know, it's um, it, 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 there is no perfect path to it, especially now with as many changes as we've as we've been witnessing.
1: I think that at every level, um, it comes back to the, I call it the four pillars. Um, but I, so I think at every level and every class, it comes back to. Uh, the financial pillar, the academics pillar, the athletics pillar, and the lifestyle pillar, Um, and just what each of those kind of mean to you. So like at the beginning, when you're talking like right now, let's say the 2026s um, and 27s, they're they're so new to this process. And my first conversations are usually with mom and dad involved, you know, and, and the athlete, First, what are you looking for athletically? What are you looking for out of volleyball? Because that's obviously why the conversation is starting anyways, is because of the sport. Um, But then it's finding, or at least educating them early on, that there's a financial side of this. And um, what are your academic goals going to be? And, And what kind of lifestyle are you looking for for those four years? And when they're 14 and 15, they don't know a lot of the answers to those questions, and that's okay. I think that's where a lot of people miss out is they think that those younger kids and and families in the process don't need to be worried about that stuff right now. And they don't need to be worried about it, but they have to start getting the gears turning like, oh, yeah, what I never thought about my lifestyle and and that's everything from maybe they want a small school that's really close to home that they can see mom and dad every weekend, or maybe that's, I want to be at a, a a big program with, you know, power five football and, and maybe that's the life I'm looking for for those four years. So anyways, early in the process, when they're younger, I think it's just getting those wheels turning and those gears turning. Um, and, and then those seminars earlier will cover simple things as far as how to use the platforms like sports recruits, um, helping them find that path of what they're looking for in all those categories. Um, when it comes to the seniors of the 18 and unders, you know, a lot of them, hopefully at this point, they've gone through those steps. They've become educated on these programs and, and they've built those relationships with those programs and coaches. And it's all a matter of kind of closing the deal. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the 18s that have built the relationships going into this last season. Um, right now, a lot of those coaches are looking for, OK, um, how, how has this player grown in the last six months? And and, you know, are we ready for her to be a great fit for our program?
0: As you guide players in their process of narrowing down schools based on both academics and athletic goals that the athlete might have, what are some of the things that or what are some of the conversations like that you have in regards to that, helping them narrow down what they're looking for on both sides? And have you seen you know, an example of a kid who is, you know, both strong physically and athletically, who also has the high academic side, who probably could potentially play, let's say, you know, mid-major Division One, but then opts to go to, you know, a high-level Division Three school that's, you know, strong in academics. Um, talk about how you help those kids find that balance and you know, should, should kids be looking more at those opportunities who are those high academic kids rather than getting caught up in the, you know, I need to go division one, for example.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, you know, they're going to be there for four years and, and it's a great, you know, you know, it's it's a great four years of their life uh, socially and, and growing as a person and obviously as a player also. And I think an environment that, that you're going to, grow as a person and a player and is what's most important. Um, you know, just using one of our athletes as an example, uh, Gabby Gonzalez Abreu, she's at Ithaca right now. And, um, you know, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of conversation. Ithaca was a school she was very interested in and they were extremely interested in her too. And, um, we had just had so many conversations and she was so, hesitant on pulling the trigger because of some of those things and those feelings of like I could be going to a bigger program or a a school that more people can identify with let's say um you know that's where some of those hesitations came from because she she sees that pressure you know it's it's on social media it's on you know those names are the ones you're seeing um But, you know, my conversation with her is, I mean, she felt so at home and welcomed there. She knew that there was going to be something special happening. And she knew that she was a part of that. Um, And I think that's just, uh, it it was such a cool thing to see her commit there. um, Because I know there was a very personal side side to it. I think she's at one of her dream schools. She's crushing it there. Um, and, and I mean it's just it's a great fit. Um, you know, as far as the fit word, you know, Brian when Brian did the recruiting seminar for us a few years ago, um, Brian Rosen, you know, th- that is the thing that he focused on. And you know, I, I understand everybody knows that's what you're looking for, but you know, at the beginning of his seminar, it was like, this is all it's about, you know the right fit and and I think that Gabby is somebody that went after the perfect fit and for four years I I hope it's going to be and you know you see a lot of the movement on the transfer portal and everything I think if those kids are at a school that they absolutely love and and that's that program loves them back they're not going anywhere
2: we're we're incredibly fortunate um to have a really good relationship with Chris Katnack at the University of Tampa Um, And and he's been an incredible resource for us and the program that he's built there over the last 30 years. I mean, we've had a lot of kids who could have been mid-major, you know, Division One talent, um, but decided to go to UT because of the culture and the program that he's built there. You know, and and I think he's a perfect example of, you know, hey, it's more about finding the right fit and and things that are going to work best for you. I mean, you know how many we've had multiple kids with national championships with UT there, you know, at the division two level and, you know, it, it yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And, and I think for us, it, it really is about, Hey, what are your goals as a player? You know, what, what, what's going to make you happy at the next level and, and really just trying to guide them and use our relationships to find programs and staffs. Really, uh, which we feel is incredibly important is, is kids going to staffs that we know are going to stick around that are going to be there and and staffs that genuinely care about their kids and are in, our, in line with the culture that we've tried to in the base that we've tried to, you know, s- establish here for our kids early on.
0: We we obviously talked earlier about, you know, several USA South athletes going to play at the next level. Um, but one of the things I wanted to ask you, and it may be specific to those athletes or even or even of the many others was. Are there certain attributes, not just physical, but maybe even like, you know, character qualities that you feel maybe even helped those kids get to where they were beyond their physical skill set that, you know, they were just this high character kid and they were really good at this or, you know, they were great communicators. Are are there any of those specific attributes that you feel like over the years that that college coaches have been interested and have found within, you know, your kids specifically at, at South?
2: I, absolutely. I, I think that's a great point that you bring up because I I heard something the other day uh, that I thought was fantastic. It, it was somebody talking about, you know, athletes and, and talent. And what he said was when talent meets talent, talent isn't enough, you know, and, and when you go play against the best kids in the country, something needs to separate you. Right. Like, you know, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And, you know, I, I, so I think for me. I think a lot of the kids that we've seen have success at the highest levels, they genuinely have a love and a passion for our sport. Um, And that's kind of what drives them through the bad days. That's kind of what gets them through the tough days where maybe they're not you know, having the role on the team that they would have liked to have, or they're going through injuries and they're having to come back from injuries and and try to reestablish themselves in a program. I think that's one of the character traits, you know, having a passion for the game and, and having a joy, playing the game with a certain joy. It's hard to find kids who are excited to get out on the court and, and play with a, with a passion for the game, because, you know, unfortunately society right now, it's, you know, telling you that, Hey, you, you gotta be the one with the most followers. You gotta be the one with the best numbers. You gotta be the one, you know, with the best highlight reel, Um, you know, and, and I, and I think that's, I think there's something to be said for those kids who genuinely are phenomenal teammates and have a genuine passion for the game that kind of helps them push through through the the, the the struggle, right? And the and the highs and lows that come with you know being a, a you know collegiate athlete at any level, right? And and it's tough. It's tough and it challenges you mentally. So I think, you know, we work a lot on on the mindset part of the game. Uh, you know, with our athletes and, you know, we bring in speakers and everything for them to to kind of just try to get, you know, mentally in, in the right place and, and be able to endure some of those challenges.
1: You know, you'll hear it from every coach, the physical attributes, they're already there. They're already interested because you've showcased that, you know, they've seen your videos, um, you know, they're coming to your court to see is live play you know, actually replicated from what they're seeing on it. Like, is that what we're actually getting? But the common denominator and the same thing I hear from all the coaches is court presence. What kind of court presence do you have? And that is a lot of those character traits. Like, like what kind of leadership do you show on the court? And there's all different kinds of leadership, right? But just, are you somebody that's bringing value with the presence on with core presence that is making the people next to you better? Um, you know, in a, in a big momentum sport, you know, are are you that level headed athlete that just looks, you know, makes your team feel like, you know, the next point is ours. And if not, the next point is ours. And, um, I actually, uh, did kind of a survey with with a few coaches um, because I wanted, I I wanted to get basically eight to 10 categories for every position that, that basically would have a value. Um, So like, let's say a libero, I, I would ask the coaches, okay, give me the, give me the 10 traits of a libero that are, absolutely necessary and how you prioritize them um and serve receive always number one uh, i'll start with that just with liberos but you know for that position core presence was number two almost 80 percent of the time um and th- there's a lot to be said about that um i just think that those character traits and that core presence is something that earns earns your team and your program points in so many different ways. So that's, that's the common one. Um, Any way an athlete can have some core presence, I just think helps them exponentially.
0: You touched on, you know, athletes finding that perfect fit. And uh, part of that process is, you know, while they're in in club, you know, going to certain tournaments for exposure, um, as well as trying to figure out, you know, what camps they need to go to during the summer, uh, if any. Um, How do you help athletes, you know, kind of narrow that process down? What are some things that parents should look for from a college camp that they're going to send their kid to? Um, You know, what are some, some experiences that you've maybe had at some showcases that you've seen that have been good for kids? You know, what's some of the advice you would give parents as they give, as they, you know, try to narrow down, what they're going to be doing this summer you know to try to get their kids exposed to some different colleges and universities
1: the first thing i would say is again become a fan and get educated on the programs you're looking at um like i think the showcases are fantastic um i think they're a lot more beneficial if the eight schools that are going to be attending those athletes go and learn something about that school. You know, it's, I think there's this um, false idea that, you know, these athletes, especially, listen, like blue chip power five situations are are very few and far between. So that's a little bit different, but, you know, for the other 99%, um, you know, this is not about showing up at a showcase Showing up at a qualifier or a recruiting event, um, and you know somebody sees that one amazing play that you made, and and now they're trying to reel you in. Um, I think it's about getting educated and building those relationships. You know, for example, the uh, the showcase that uh, you did down uh, at the facility. You know, Flagler, let's say, for example. Um, you know, Skyler's great, and, and what a great program to have the opportunity to go play for, and our kids are coming in there, and, you know, I did see, I, I saw a lot of our kids wanting to become educated about that program after the showcase. Well, you know, I say before the showcase, go learn something about that program. Go see how beautiful, even if it's online, how beautiful that campus is. What are the, you know, um, What kind of studies do they offer? What kind of majors do they offer? Like figure out something so that you can go into these showcases already like building your side of the relationship a little bit. Um, And as far as camps, you know, I think somebody, you know, entering their freshman year, my advice is still go somewhere that you're going to get a lot of great training and it's going to be a great camp. A lot of high reps, a lot of great feedback um, with a bunch of coaches that are, I just think, a really fun, engaging camp that continues to grow them as fans of playing at that level is good. You know, but then getting into their sophomore year, you know, by the end of, you know, when you're getting through the middle of that and you're trying to pick your camps between sophomore and junior year, I I think you've got to find those places that have some of that interest back a little bit.
2: You know, you have a lot of athletes that unfortunately, I feel like get caught up on on, in the whole power five division one. And, you know, it's either that or bust. And, um, you know, for, for us here, um, we put a big premium on wanting to get in front of coaches that want you, you know? And I, and I think that there's an incredibly um, big amount of value in that to go get in front of coaches who, Genuinely have an interest in recruiting you and, and, and see the value that you could potentially bring to their team because, you know, like, like everybody, you, you have some athletes who, you know, say, hey, I want to go to this college showcase over here because the University of Texas is going to be there. Um, but I'm a 5'10 middle blocker. You know, so so it's one of those things where where we try to be as upfront and honest with our kids and and really try to guide them in ways to, hey, you know, when when we when we first started our college showcase here, we kind of did that. Right. We brought, you know, big names, USC, and we brought in, you know, the the Florida's and, you know, those type of schools. And what we realized quickly after was hey guys, what's the benefit in this for our kids, right? It's nice that they get to get in front of these coaches, but the reality of it is none of these kids on the, these coaches rosters look like our kids, right? Or have the physical testing numbers that our kids have. So we have tried to make it more about, hey, what schools can we put in front of our kids that our kids are interested in, but also will show interest in our kids. Um, so that's, so that's kind of like the way we guide them. We, we tell them, hey, look, if there is a camp that you can go to that with schools that you are interested in, while at the same time those schools haven't in, showed interest in you, then that's where you want to be. You know, that's where you want to go and and really try to find out if those schools are going to be the right place for you.
0: One of the one of the last things I want to ask you in terms of the recruiting process is, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you guys train well, great teams. You could have, you know, the best kid in the gym. Um, But at the end of the day, you're you're also not the miracle worker. um, And and you're also not the one necessarily responsible for calling college coaches all the time, right? There's some element of this that is, you know, the responsibility of the athlete. Um, And we hear more and more of that, you know, trying to have athletes take more responsibility and, and get themselves out there and market themselves to coaches, let them know where they're going to be playing at, et cetera. How important have you seen is the communication, whether it's from athlete to college coach, whether it's club coach, you know, in the moment at a tournament talking to a college coach? Um, what are some of the, the examples that you have of, of really good communication, maybe some poor communication that maybe affected a kid's recruiting process, how important is communication during that whole process?
2: Well, I think communication is key, right? Um, I, I think, you know, we've seen both ends of it uh, here at the club. We've seen some some college staffs that are phenomenal with communication. And, you know, they make it a point to to let you know where you stand and be honest. I think being honest is is a big part of it for, for a lot of the communication that goes on on both sides, right? I think it's incredibly important for college staffs. To be honest with kids and and you know hey if this isn't the right fit it's not the right fit and and please move on and and look for for that place that's going to suit you best but i think the same goes for you know their their club coaches i think the same goes for club coaches and club directors and you know uh recruiting coordinators um because because it's tough right you have some kids that have incredible work ethic um that have incredible commitment um they're they're high character kids but you know, at the end of the day, some of these programs are looking for physical benchmarks that some of these kids just don't have. And, you know, I, I think it's incredibly important for college coaches and I'm sorry for for club coaches and, and directors to, to be honest and upfront with those kids. And, and we always, for example, with our kids, you know, we started doing this a few years back where we told kids, hey, give us your your reach schools. Right. Give us your power five schools that are, are schools that you guys would love to attend if, you know, everything were to work out perfectly in a perfect world. And then give us, you know, 10 of the schools that that you see yourself being able to fit in at and both physically and skill wise, you know, look at their rosters and then give us, you know, five more backup schools. Right. Give us schools that you'd say, hey, if. If I couldn't get into the school that I wanted, I would be OK playing at this school, you know, and, and maybe going to two years, get a free, you know, associate's degree and then move on to, to something bigger and better. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we we try to be as open and honest with our with our student athletes as possible and encourage them to look at all different levels. Right. Because that communication for us with the athlete is extremely important for us. Now, we want the kids to be authentic. We don't want them to sound like what we think college coaches want our kids to sound like, um, because we think it is important. You're, you'll never find a better version of you than you. Right. Um, and you can only fake it for so long before you know who you really are is going to come out. So we we embrace authenticity. Um, we 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 try to encourage kids to to be their authentic selves. Um, but at the same time we do we feel like it's our job to to lead them and and help them understand, you know, when you're dealing with this type of coach, when you're dealing with this type of program, you know, there there are expectations that come along with that and and these are the things that you're gonna have to do and if if you want to be
1: successful at this level. Um as far as communications between um myself and the parents and the athlete, you know, I'm very realistic and I I think the more transparent I can be with the athlete and family, um, the easier the process is for them, man, where, where do I start with some of these stories? I mean, I, I have become like enemy number one and, and, and shut out from all communications by telling, you know, my amazing, amazing, uh, team that nobody on this team is going to be an outside hitter at the University of Florida Um, and that was the fact it was we had some great great kids on that team and you know I had a couple outside hitters that had a had a really big arm and but you know they're they're five eight and and they're not touching what they need to touch and again they were they were great players and they went on to go play for great programs and they're doing a great job right now. But, you know, for me, that, that initial conversation of, Hey, you've got to work to go play at that, at that level. And that has to be your ambition as far as your training goes, but you, you're, you're a junior and the only school, you know, anything about is UF. So, you know how how are we going to find a great place for you academically and socially and financially where you can play volleyball? Because UF is not going to be it. So uh, again, going back to my communication with them, I just find it it's the sooner I can be real with them, and and they can understand like their goals. I, I just think it goes a long way. As far as communication with the athletes and the colleges. Um, a couple great, great experiences or things to learn from just in the last like six months. Um, I had one athlete that she was, she was dedicated to this school and this school only. Um, And as long as that school was going to offer, that's where she was going to go. And uh, I mentioned a few others. Um, She's planning to go high academic Um, still in the process, so I won't share yet where that is, but, uh, she wanted to go high academic and, you know, I had mentioned, okay, so you're telling me that that is the school you're going to, if these other five, um, very prestigious schools call you and say, Hey, we want you. She said, no, I'm going, I'm going with mine. Well, since then, she's had conversations with all those head coaches at those other schools. And starting with the first one, she called me back after and, and said, wow, he was awesome. Like, that was the best conversation I've ever had. And it was almost like, in one way, she said, I think that's my number one. And the next the next coach she talked to, same, had, had such a good down to earth conversation. And it was, I really like them too. Now, now I don't know what to do. And um, to me, that was awesome. Um, you know, and, and it was just really encouraging. And for me to be able to say, well, start making more phone calls because there's a lot of doors that can be open out there for you. And those college coaches, they're, especially like the recruiting coordinators and even the head coaches, they're, they're so good right now at understanding. And they're very aware that these kids are, these are still teenage kids that are, you know, doing this for the first time, some of them. And I think um, they're just the, the coaches out there are doing a such a great job in those conversations and communicating.
0: I think maybe to, to some of our other uh, topics that we touched on. I think one thing that I wanted to ask you about was, as you work with you know kids and families, is is there ever a moment that you take to advise or discuss with parents about you know what the role they should take on in the process should be? You know, uh, you know, at the end of the day, these these coaches are recruiting the athlete, um, but but they're also recruiting the family, right? They they want they're making a commitment for four years, so. How do you advise parents to embrace the process, but also kind of know this should be their role? What should they focus on through that process?
1: The first piece of advice I would have is add these tournaments as your child's parent. Be a fan of your kid. You know, be a fan of the program they're a part of. Be a fan of their teammate. Like, just you know, as, as a club coach um, and as a recruiting coordinator, that's talking to all these other coaches that are interested in these athletes. Um, I, I want to be able to say that her, her mother is amazing. I, I go out of my way to reach out to her and have a conversation because it's always a great conversation. And then um, she's, Extremely supportive of her daughter. She's extremely supportive of of me as her coach. Um, she's just somebody that I enjoy talking to, and I, I've had a a few of those just in the last year in particular. And a lot of the conversations I've had with college coaches recently, um when the parents come up, it's been such, it's been so nice to be able to say she's amazing. um And really, back to that statement again, like. I am happy to go out of my way to call her just to catch up and see how everything's going, because it's always a pleasure to talk to her or he. And, um, and usually that is parallel with how that parent conducts themselves at these events too. Um, And it's somebody that just sits there and is a fan of all those things is a, is just sitting there and enjoying, you know, being a part of this experience with their their daughter right now. Um, as far as the recruiting process, I think that there is a lot to it. I, I, think, these, I think these kids have a lot going on between volleyball and academics, they're busy. And, and some of this work trying to find the right fit, um, like it adds up and it does take time. That's why if they can start earlier, it's better just just so that they can start finding their way a little bit. But I think it's great some of the parents who kind of help their kids get things organized. Um, it's always a touchy one with, you know, being on the kid too much about you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. Because they already get stressed out a little about the recruiting process and what you don't want them to You don't want them to feel like it's too much work. What they don't want right now is added work. Um, I think you have to have a level of responsibility and know that, um, you know, there are things you have to take care of to get recruited, but you don't want to be hearing from mom and dad every single day. So I think I can help with that a lot. Um, They would rather hear from me hey, you know, listen, I, I make sure we're on track here. Make sure we're sending these emails. Um, you know, I, I've noticed you haven't put together any, any recent video from the last two events. I think you've shown a lot of improvement in the last two events. Like, you know, go market yourself. And, and I am trying to find a way, I'm trying to communicate in a, um, in a way that they, they feel excited to want to do that. Um, so I think mom and dad can help by being supportive, um, making sure they're not stressing them out about the process. Um, and, and I do think helping with organizing information for them does go a long way.
0: Well, that about wraps up our third episode here on the Volleyball Insiders podcast. Um, I'd like to thank both Corey and Charlie for taking some time out of their day to share their insight on everything recruiting with us. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed what they had to say. And lastly, we'd like to wish all prospective student athletes looking to play at the next level the best of luck um, with your own recruiting process and journey. Um, If you haven't already, check out our Volleyball Insiders website. Um, It's www.volleyballinsiders.org. Follow us and like us on social media. Um, And for those of you looking for more video content, please check out our YouTube channel and subscribe today, just Volleyball Insiders uh, on YouTube. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Nick St. Thomas. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in, and we hope to see you all again next week.